Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 54, Learning to Hear and Follow God's Voice. Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com, and you're listening to Brian Holmes, one of my favorite people and certainly one of my favorite podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. Always a pleasure to have you with us here on the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, awakening dreams, changing nations. Hey, it's our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed and transformed. We want to see you discover all that God has created you to be. We just want to see you engaged in all he's given you to do. It's going to be a great episode today. I'm talking about something that I'm walking out right now in my own life, learning to hear and follow the Father's voice. Let's get started, everybody. Welcome to the program, everyone. Great to have you with us here on episode number 54. Always a pleasure. Man, I'm just excited today. I'm actually recording this on Monday, which is Labor Day, holiday week, and uh, I'm going to be out of town uh, part of this week, and I wanted to go ahead and get this recorded early so I'd have it ready for you on Friday, as we always do. This week, I am actually going out on another bit of a retreat for myself. This is not vacation. Uh, This is not a holiday for me. Many of you have heard me talk about my retreat in 2012, where I went away for five and a half days just with the sole intent of unplugging, just decompressing from life, specifically going away to just get with God and hear his voice, find some direction, get some clarity, those kinds of things. And that encounter in 2012 truly changed my life forever. In fact, it was one of the pivotal moments, I think, for me in my own journey. Well, this week, as you're listening to this podcast, I will be back on that same ranch, back with some of the same people. We're just going to get away for a few days, just unplug, decompress, declutter, and just find out, man, God, what are you saying to us? What is it you're wanting to do in our lives? What's coming up in this new year, this new season And I, for one, am really looking forward to this process and getting some clarity. And uh, I want to encourage you to plan the same kind of thing for yourself. Find time to get away and really hear God's voice. That's what we're talking about today. For several weeks now, I've been sharing on our Monday Mastery video segment about relating with God as Father, learning how to relate to Him as Dad. And one of the most beautiful benefits that I have found of in this relationship really, is having his voice active in my life, really hearing what he's saying, relying on his leadership, relying on his wisdom, which so surpasses mine. Isaiah uh, said it like this, you know, my ways are above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. And that's so true. And I find that if we can really relate with him as a loving father who 
really cares about our future, about our success, about our accomplishments, about our work. And if we can get engaged on that level, there's so much that he longs to share with us. And you know, at 47 years old, at 47, I'm just now really learning what it means to truly consult with him, to receive daily input, to really rely on okay, where is my next step? And yes, I know sometimes I'm a big proponent of this idea that, you know, everyone that's just waiting on God to give them a word to move forward, uh, that's crazy. I understand because God gave us a phenomenal brain, a tremendously powerful mind, and so many things that we need to do are simply common sense, and they require action right now. We talked about that last week on the podcast. But I do know that there is something to say about hearing his voice and really inquiring of the Lord, what would you have me do? Where? What's the next step? What's the next strategy? What's the next vision? What's the next dream you want to unfold and unpack in my life? This is a big difference maker for me. It's really proving to be one of the most powerful seasons of my life as I'm learning more and more about how to hear his voice. Well, our challenge, of course, is there are so many voices, so many voices. There's so much noise taking place around us. And many people ask, is God even speaking? Is he really actually speaking? And if he is, how in the world do we bring ourselves to really hear clearly what he's saying to us? Well, on today's program, I want to share with you seven keys that I believe will move you toward mastering the art of hearing God's voice and being led by the Spirit. Seven keys that I believe will truly make a massive, massive difference in your life. Well, let's just dive right into our biblical principle. I don't know of any other book of wisdom that can bring us such tremendous ground or foundation from which to build on. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 7, verse 23 to 25, says this, But this is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice. Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you will be my people, and you will walk in all the way which I command you, that it may be well with you. You see that? If we implore him and say, what are you saying, and we hear his voice and we obey his voice, things are going to be good. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but they walked in their own counsels and in the stubbornness of their evil heart and went backward and not forward since the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt until this day I have sent you all of these people all the prophets daily rising early and sending them and still you haven't heard another one is Psalm 81 verse 13 14 says oh that my people would listen to me (laughs) I'm reminded of this YouTube viral video where this little boy says Listen, listen to me. You're not listening to me. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. So many of the battles we're facing is just because we didn't listen the first time. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand 
against their adversaries. This is such a powerful passage here. There's so many things that I could glean from this. We're going to dive in deep. But you see, we find ourselves in a season right now where God is inviting us to learn what it means to be led by him. I really believe the world is in such a mess because we just stopped inquiring of the Lord. We stopped involving him in our day-to-day life. I really believe we're going to learn how to follow after him. We're going to trust his leadership, and we're going to learn how to hear his voice. Well, I want to just share with you right now that one of the challenges we face as 21st century Christians, if you're a Christian or a 21st century human being, is that somewhere along the way, our reliance factor has shifted where many years ago, people truly depended on the idea of praying and of seeking and of seeking out good counsel and wisdom. And somewhere we shifted and began to become much more self-reliant. Not as much on God, much more on self, much more on man's wisdom, etc. And the truth is, as we often talk about on this program, apart from him, separated from him, disconnected from God, we can do nothing. But the converse of that is, with him, all things are possible. To them that believe. So more than ever before, it's really imperative that we re-up our commitment or we re-engage or we reconnect to him in a way that really speaks to our desire to pursue him, to hear his voice, to obey, to follow, to be led. You know, I find that human beings in our culture today are so stubborn, so prideful. We don't want anybody to tell us what to do, yet it's our loving Heavenly Father that absolutely gets it right every single time. And if we would but hear Him and really know what He's saying, get it clear, and then act on it, I just believe that our outcomes would be so much more powerful. You know, in this opening Scripture we read from Jeremiah 7, there are several principles that we see associated with listening. We're supposed to hear his voice. We're supposed to obey. And he says the outcome of obeying is he will be our God. The next command is that we would walk in accordance with all of his commands. That means obedience. And the outcome is it will be well with you. (laughs) I remember the old uh, hymn that has been sung millions of times in churches all over the world. It is well with my soul. And I tell you what, I want it to be well with your soul, but I want it to be well with you. I want your life. I want your finances. I want your joy. I want your kids. I want your marriage to be well, to be whole. I want things to be kicking on all cylinders. I want to see your life, your business your ministry, that which God's given you to do, be absolutely performing at its highest and best potential. Well, obey and walk in all of his commands, and it will be well with you. I love this one from Jeremiah 7. Incline your ear, which means 
you have to sometimes lean into it. You have to point your ear in the direction of that voice that is speaking so clearly to you with your interest in mind. And the outcome of inclining our ear to the Father is he assures us of forward progress, meaning we're not going to be stuck where we are. We're not going to be retreating and going backwards. We're going to be moving forward into more and more and more of what it is that he has prepared for us. You see, there is a direct correlation between our listening to him and our success. There's a direct connection between our ability and our willingness to hear and our ability to actually see vision, see potential, see purpose manifest in our life. There is a direct connection between hearing and obeying his voice and our lives becoming the very best they can be. There seems to be a very definite connection in hearing, obeying, trusting, and successful passage into, and you'll allow this metaphor, into the land of promise, new territories, new adventures, new mountaintop experiences, new successes, new levels. God is really calling us to a place where we are led by him. In our second passage, I love this enunciation, and I alluded to the YouTube video. If you haven't seen the YouTube video about, about the, where the little boy is, is arguing with his mom, listen to me, listen to me. I kind of, I'm just reminded of that every time I read this passage. God says, oh, that my people would listen to me. <laughs> if they would, the very things they are up against, I myself, God says, I would take care of them. The things that are fighting them, the things that are standing between them and my promises, if they would just listen and obey me, I would take care of the problem for them. How many of us really are expending tremendous energy and emotion trying to deal with issues that if we would simply hear his voice and obey and act on what he said, those problems would take care of themselves. I believe that with all of my heart. There's great benefit to listening, even more to obeying. Before I can obey, however, I have to master the art of hearing. You know, I train professional coaches, and one of the things that we talk about, if you're going to be a counselor, a coach, a consultant, it's not so much about the expertise that you have. It's really about being an effective listener and and talking about training coaches. uh, I, I really stress that if we would listen intently and listen effectively, we would learn so much more about how to help someone than if we are simply regurgitating what we think we know about their particular niche or genre of problem. And the same is true in any relationship. Listening is critical to the success or failure of a relationship. I was looking over these this week and as I was teaching and I was amazed at how these same issues tend to get in our way of listening and really hearing God's voice. Think about this. We have been taught all of our lives that prayer, and I'm using quotation marks with my fingers here, prayer is somehow us 
vomiting on God all of our needs, all of our struggles, all of our fears, and just begging him for some help. Well, first of all, if you're a beggar, you're not standing in the position of a son. And we'll talk about that some other time. But I will tell you that really, to me, prayer is much more, I I think it should be 20% us talking and 80% us listening to the response that he's giving us. Because when you ask a question, the polite thing to do is to be quiet and listen. (laughs) Have you ever had a conversation with someone and they ask you a question and you ponder that and you're about to give a response and they just keep talking? How frustrating must God be when we come to him with our concerns, our questions, our struggles in our life, and he so wants to just give us a one-liner that would knock our socks off, but we won't shut up long enough for him to say, here's what you do. Here's how to handle it. Just learning to listen is so important. Well, I'm going to share with you a few common obstacles to listening or hearing. I think these might help you. I teach these as we as we go through our training for coaches, but it's it's applicable in any area of life. Common obstacles to listening. Number one, being judgmental. This is where you listen only to gain the support for the negative images you've already decided on. I've already judged this this way, and I'm just going to listen and pick out of what you're saying what I need to hear so that I can just bolster my position. Being judgmental. How about rehearsing? That's number two. Rehearsing, this is where you, while you're listening to someone speak, you're actively creating your argument against the speaker's point of view as it's being presented. You're not really listening. You're just taking the little bits and pieces and formulating and structuring and building your argument against it. Number three, mind reading. Don't you love these guys? Mind readers. This is where you may literally disregard what the person speaking is actually saying and try to surmise what they really mean. You're reading into it. You're just you're going to read between the lines and what they're saying is one thing, but what they really mean is this. Hey, I'm talking about us and God too. How about this one? Number 4, advising. This is another common obstacle to our effective listening skills. Advising. It's where we give advice or opinions instead of just listening. It's where we need to make ourselves feel more needed or more necessary. Or it might be a way of you just distancing yourself from the speaker's true feelings. But you just have to insert your opinion about something so that you don't have to really hear what their heart is saying. Mm. <laughs> Number five, pleasing. Boy, this is a big one. This right here is one that I struggle with for so many years. I am a recovering people pleaser. The fifth common obstacle to listening and hearing is pleasing. You're so concerned about being nice, about placating, that you will not hesitate to interrupt them to agree just to maintain peace. But this pleasing prevents you from hearing what the speaker is really saying. Imagine with God now, you so want to please God that rather than really hear what he's saying, you're just saying, yes, Lord, I agree, I agree, yes, Lord, I agree, yes, yes, yes. But you're not really taking to heart what is being instructed or given or or said because you just want to please. How about filtering? Number six, filtering. This is where you'll hear some things the person is saying, 
but you won't hear everything. Boy, my kids are masters at this. How about yours? <laughs> Isn't it amazing how uh, kids, as they're growing up, have this incredible ability to filter? I didn't hear you say that. No, we only talked about it for 20 minutes, but you heard what you wanted to hear and you filtered out the rest. And number seven is deflecting. This is where we redirect the conversation by changing the subject or telling a joke or interrupting so that we don't have to deal with the topic because it might be a little too uncomfortable. How about when you're you're talking with the Lord about a challenge you have or about a direction you need to go or a decision you need to make, and he's speaking, but what he's saying requires something of you, so we redirect the conversation and begin talking about something else. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me many times. Well, here's some basic fundamental guidelines for good listening. Number one, remember the rule that when a person is talking to you, whether it's God or anybody else, you need to give them your undivided attention and make it impress them. Let them know that they what they're saying is important to you. Another guideline is never interrupt when the other person is speaking. Allow that person to, to complete his or her thought. Eliminate distractions. Boy, this is a good one when you're trying to hear God's voice. It is impossible for me personally to really clearly focus in and hear his voice and and have a certainty about what I heard when I've got 15 other things going on. My email's open. My phone is ringing. My, my uh, web browser is open, and I'm checking this out. This person's coming in my office. No. This is why where I'm going this week particularly is so important to me because I am taking a block of time and I'm being very intentional about eliminating distractions so I can really hear. How about this one? How about maintaining eye contact with the person talking to you? Now, let me bring this into a bit of an analogy here. When you're talking to a real human being, you ever talk to somebody and while you're expressing your heart to them, their eyes are all over the room somewhere else. They're looking at this person. They're hunting for the next person they want to talk to, whatever it may be. Now, I want you to bring that over into our relationship with God. Whenever you are engaged with him in conversation, real prayer, real real dialogue here, where are your eyes? Are your eyes on him? Are you focused on making sure that that he is the center of your attention and he knows that you are paying attention, you're right there, you're in the conversation. That's important. Another great conversational guideline is to show interest by pulling your chair closer or leaning into the conversation, really posturing yourself in a way that aligns yourself with that person. And I could go on with various guidelines, but let me share this with you just to kind of sum all of that up. Powerful proverb, Proverb 22, verse 16 to 18 says, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and then apply your mind to my knowledge. For it is pleasant if you keep them with you that they may be ready on your lips. Powerful. Well, I promised you at the beginning of this episode that I would give you seven keys that would unlock for you 
a greater awareness of God's voice and a much more effective relationship with him by way of listening and obeying and executing what he's given you. So I want to give you seven keys for effective hearing, effective listening, and effective execution of that conversation. Number one about God, you need to know this. God is always speaking. You say, no, he's not. I, I, I would know if he's talking to me. No, I promise you the word of God is constantly being just circulated through the heavens, through eternity, through time and space, because when God speaks a word concerning something, it never stops being spoken until we hear it and take it to heart. God is always speaking. Number two, the onus is upon me and you to place true value on his words and on hearing his voice. We truly become that which we value, ladies and gentlemen. And when I truly value God's word in my life, when I value his voice, when I value his instruction, when I value his correction even, I will grow from it, I will benefit from it, and I will receive from it. Number three, very important key, ladies and gentlemen, hear this. It takes time to listen. You have to block out time. You have to make time. You have to create space. Find the margin, or if you don't have it, create more margin so that you have allocated, intentional, focused time to listen And when you do have your time of devotion, if that's a part of your daily practice, I would encourage you to be very conscious not to do all the talking. Strive toward this framework, this template. That is that you will speak to him 20% of the conversation and you will take 80% of that time to let him speak to you and take time to listen. Number four, to hear God's voice I must eliminate all distractions and focus on hearing. I have to incline my ear to hear. I must eliminate all distractions and lean into the conversation. Number five, I must listen with my heart. Now, we are good at listening with our ears. We are good at listening with our head. But where real intimacy where real power, where real love is expressed and nurtured is when I learn to listen with my heart. Number seven, excuse me, number six. As I'm in this conversation, I must learn how to receive his love, his correction, and his instruction depending on what I need in that moment. I cannot receive one and reject the other. I must be open to saying, God, whatever you're wanting to say to me, my heart is open, my life is open, and what you say matters to me. So I will receive your love. I'll receive correction. I'll receive instruction. I'll receive discipline. I'll receive direction. Whatever you're saying, I know it's in my best interest, so therefore I submit myself to your voice. And then number seven, I must listen with a willingness and an intent to obey. I must listen, not determining on the fly, am I going to do this or not? No, I must listen going in the front door with, 
Whatever he says, my heart is prepared to receive it and to go execute and do it. So as a review, seven keys. God is always speaking. I must place true value on his words and on hearing his voice. Number three, it takes time to listen. Number four, to hear his voice, I have to eliminate all distractions and focus on listening. Number five, it's not enough just to listen. I have to listen with my heart. Number six, I must receive his love, his correction, and his instruction and be willing to move with whatever he is saying that particular day. Number seven, I must listen with a willingness and an intent to obey. Well, I want to ask you a few questions here and leave you with these. I want you to ponder these, consider these. Do you truly place the highest value on God's voice in your life? Is it a real value to you? Is pursuing or obtaining his leadership on a daily basis a priority that you are willing to adjust your life to achieve? Will you make adjustments? Will you move some pieces? Will you uh, move some things around in order to obtain his daily leadership in your life? How about this? Are you willing to set a time every single day Eliminate all distractions. And by the way, that means turning off your computer, Facebook, iPods, kids, whatever you have to do to, to get alone and block a space. Clear your mind and completely focus on hearing his voice. Are you willing to set a time to do that? Can you become an effective listener by listening with an open heart? Are you willing to open your heart and allow him to teach you his ways? Can you receive his love, his correction, his instruction? Or do you just want his blessing and his, hey, man, you're a great kid? No. Are you willing to hear him when he says, you know what? That's probably not the best thing for you. Another question. Are you willing to fully submit your heart to his voice and to his leadership that you might live an abundant life? And last, are you willing to obey Follow him, go after him, pursue him with all of your heart so that you can receive the blessing of having his voice operating in your life, not just every once in a while when you're in a crisis, but when you are really just flowing and walking with him in relationship, knowing him as father, knowing him as God, knowing him as the Lord, the Lord of your life in a way where he is leading you and guiding you into all truth. I want to invite you to really ponder these questions. They'll all be listed for you in the show notes. And I'd like you to take time to go to brianholmes.com forward slash 054. Scroll down to the show notes for this episode. At the very bottom, there's a comment section there. I would love to hear from you. I'd like to, to engage with you in conversation there concerning these questions. Where are you? in your pursuit of hearing his voice, following after him, having him in a leadership role in your life, where are you and where do you want to go? I believe we can have a great conversation around that, and I believe it will be a blessing to you.
Well, a couple of interesting things taking place in our world coming up here, and I want to spend a few minutes talking to you about those because uh, they're really, really important. On October the 10th and 11th, 2014, we are bringing the Ties That Bind, that's our flagship training, to Houston, Texas. I am so excited about this because it's been a little while since I've done one in Houston, and it won't be the last, but it's certainly going to be the last one for six months or so probably. And this training, if you don't know much about the Ties That Bind, understand this, everything we do here on this program, our ministry, what we do uh, in our career, our life, our life's work is really geared around getting people healed and whole so that they can discover who they really are and what God's created them to do so that they can be fully activated and engaged in doing just that, thereby fulfilling their life in a very powerful way. Now, all of that wonderful thing I just sprayed out there begins over here at the beginning with this, healing the broken soul. And the ties that bind is all about really allowing God to go inside those hidden places, those dark places, those long ago forgotten places, things that we've stuffed away because it was too painful to deal with. And during this ties that bind live intensive weekend, we actually walk the individual through very systematically, very carefully. We walk them through a process where they can bring those things into the light and allow God to heal those and resolve those and reconcile those once and for all. Specifically, we also deal with the topic and the idea of soul ties. These are connections we have to memories, to tragic events, to relationships, to sexual relationships we've had, to love and intimate relationships we've had, to to previous marriages, to friends, to businesses, to churches, things that at one time in our life, maybe it was a healthy thing, but now they've become unhealthy. They're a detriment. They're taking from us. They're not adding to us. And God longs for us to be released from the ties that bind, released from those things that are pulling us back and keeping us from moving into our full potential. This training, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be delivering this training all over the nation in 2015, probably 15, 12 to 15 times minimum. But this one in Houston, Texas is going to be something very special. And I invite you to go to brianholmes.com forward slash TTB dash Houston. That's TTB hyphen Houston to find out more about it. We would love to see you in Houston, Texas for the Ties That Bind live training. Also, I'm going to be traveling to Romania here in just a few weeks to host our annual leadership summit. This is where we bring 300 or so pastors and leaders together, and we spend three or four days just pouring into them, training them, teaching them on leadership principles, uh, really encouraging them to become all God's called them to be so they can really shift and change their generation and their nation. And uh, I'd love for you to be a part of that as well. We are looking for some support. We actually sponsor every one of these leaders to come. We pay for their transportation, We pay for their hotel arrangements and their accommodations. We pay for their meals, all their materials. We want to literally sow into a nation, into a region, so that lives can be changed for generations to come. If you want more information about how you can help us to sponsor one of these leaders, go to brianholmes.com forward slash Romania 2014. That's Romania 2014, and you can find out a lot more about that there.
Well, I want to invite you to subscribe to our weekly email updates. We send out a beautiful email once a week usually, just updating you on our Monday Mastery segments, updating you on our blog posts, on our podcasts, and anything we're putting out as a resource or a recommendation. We just want you to know what's going on at brianholmes.com. We don't spam you. We don't bug you. But we want to keep you in contact. You can go to brianholmes.com. Right there on the front page, you'll find two little fields to fill out, and boom, you're in. Love to have you be a part of our community. I also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash iTunes and find your way to where you can subscribe to our podcast. That way you will not miss one episode. If you're just finding the podcast, man, this is episode 54. There are 53 other powerful episodes plus a few extra bonus weeks in there that I know will really help you as you're journeying and becoming all that God has invited you to become in this season. So in iTunes, you can subscribe, you can rate the podcast, you can leave a review that's very helpful in uh, others finding out about the podcast. All of that can be done, brianholmes.com forward slash iTunes. Well, wonderful time to be alive. We thank you for joining us. We trust that something we've shared today has been a blessing to you. I look forward to seeing you right back here very, very soon. Until then, God bless.